Hello, my name is Tim Schuf and this is A Faster Horse. Today's topic is a question and that question is, what is a photo? Now, that's really one of those unanswerable questions unless you take it uh, with an angle. You either approach it from a very technical side that would be dependent on the process you're talking about, the photographic process, or it's one of those philosophical questions that don't really have a real answer. But good news, I really only want to take this question as an excuse to look at the creative difficulties of a digital process which also means, respectively, of a digital workflow. But I also promise that we will be coming back to the core of the question. Now, talking about a digital process, that either means that you have a camera, shoot in JPEG and directly use those pictures or maybe crop them or do whatever, or that you set your camera to shoot in RAW and you only grab the RAW files from the camera and then have to edit them further. To be honest, I think this is more like two variants of the same workflow because even when you shoot JPEG, the camera has to capture RAW data at some point. There's just no other way to get the picture from the sensor. So it's really better to think of one digital workflow with two variables or two variance in complexity because you with one you let the camera do what you would do manually let's put it like that now to back up a bit if you're not totally familiar with the terms the jpeg file is a file that can be read by almost any device nowadays it's basically a finished photo a finished product but a raw file is well i mean i can't go into too much detail without saying something that is guaranteed to be wrong but a RAW file is, there are many different file formats, one by each manufacturer, that captures the RAW data from the sensor. And that's where the name comes from. So it's unedited RAW data, basically mm, values for what each photo site on the sensor picks up. But this is where it gets fishy because there are small lenses on the sensor and each sensor is built in a slightly different way. So it's enough to know that the file is not baked. And of course, RAW files are much larger than JPEG files, but they are more flexible and that's why people uh, choose to shoot RAW over JPEG. Here it already gets very interesting. One of the aspects that is mostly talked about or that most people think about with RAW versus JPEG is that the file has more dynamic range, so they get more flexibility between black and white out of the file, and they can recover more highlight detail. You will hear this a hundred thousand times if you spend too much time on YouTube. Also, people think a little bit about color, but mostly because RAW files are also more flexible in regards of white balance. If you shoot JPEG with the wrong white balance set on your camera, you kind of have a problem with RAW. That's how 
raw shooting works. You uh, set your camera to auto white balance and then forget about it. But there is this huge, absolutely enormous aspect. And here it comes. A raw file, as I said, is not baked yet. So it's totally flexible. And while that is great and everything, it comes with the absolute need to make decisions. Now, this might sound very simple, but I promise you it is not, or at least it wasn't for me. Maybe you're lucky and um, <laughs> you have a different view of this. When I first discovered this, I really just wanted to cry. With this flexibility comes the need to make decisions because a raw file does not have a look. You cannot view a raw file. And now you're thinking, well, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about because I opened Lightroom and there I can look at my raw files. And yes, that's right. But you can only throw like parameters or uh, value changes, whatever you call that, that Lightroom does to files, add a file and then view the result of that. Because a raw file is just data. It doesn't look like anything. The data is very flexible. Because of that, it also does not have a shape. I know I already said that this aspect about raw files is the point I wanted to drive home, and that was true. But this is, like, the next point is really more at the core of this. For this question, we have to look at what Lightroom is. It's a raw processing software. If it works right, it enables you to do anything you want with your photos. And the same goes for Capture One. And when we talk about the differences between Lightroom and Capture One, we, we, um, well, we will get to that, and that's also very interesting. What makes sense for a software like this is not to be very opinionated and push your photo in one direction and suggest decisions to you, because it needs to reflect the flexibility of this raw file. But this doesn't mean that there are no decisions made because, as I said, you need to throw decisions at a raw file for it to be even viewable. But this means every slider set at neutral or the middle position or whatever in Lightroom does not mean that that is how the raw file looks because, and now we get to Capture One, it looks different in Capture One. There's countless um, comparisons online. And this is where you got to be precise because it's two separate questions which raw processing software is better and which one makes your pictures look better on import. Because it's not the job of the raw processing software to take a guess and interpret your picture for you. That was my whole point with the, the raw file is flat because it's flexible and you have to put your imagination in it. I know that mostly uh, with Lightroom and Capture One, people mostly talk about the colors or yeah, the, the default colors or maybe even possibilities to work with color in Lightroom and Capture One. And that's fine. That's a different topic. I just want to say that if a software gives your picture more contrast to begin with, that says nothing about it being a good raw processing software. If you look at the exposure slider, it's not that hard to imagine how a different software sets it differently and, well, you change it um, until you are 
more happy with it for a starting point or for your final picture. And that's fine. But looking at color, I mean, the, the possibilities basically multiply with that because all the colors influence each other and the variance in tools a software can offer to you is so different and just how how the software interacts with this raw file that is, yes, as I said, is, is basically not baked and is very flexible. How do you deal with that? How do you even begin to make sense of that? For me, it really took shooting film myself and not just looking at Saulitis photography from the 50s. I had to see how an analog film translates the world around me into color in order to really grasp that in my raw files I also could, or with my raw files I also could get to a completely different color scheme that is not based in any way on the defaults Lightroom offered to me. I almost want to say that uh, this encouraged me to depart from reality in the photos, but this would imply that Lightroom's defaults are uh, or reflect reality, which is not true at all. My point is that with color, it's harder to disconnect yourself from the default just because you saw your picture like that in the software you use. Because you will see if the blacks are too low and you just can't see anything in the shadows. But it's harder to imagine, well, um, that yellow should be really more like green and therefore this blue should look like this. You know, it's, um, it's way harder to imagine that. That is where the endless possibilities of the raw file are hard to deal with and, and really are maybe a disadvantage. I mean, not really, because it's up to you, but I think this is where it's hardest to harness the possibilities that this digital photography gives us, which is, at least in my opinion, a general topic with technology. But that's a different episode or a different 5 to 10 to 20 episodes. That leaves us with only one question to answer. What is a photo? I'm sorry, I, I mean the most direct answer is a stupid truism, which would be something like the sum of all decisions that you make in the process of this digital workflow that we looked at. But as I pointed out repeatedly, the important thing, the important takeaway, I think is to realize what kind of decisions can be made at each point in this workflow or the extent to which the decisions can be made. So what is a photo? Whatever you want it to be. Thank you for listening. This was only the first episode of the first run of A Faster Horse. And this first run is about photography and there's lots more to talk about. A new episode will be out next week. A Faster Horse is a production by Tim Schuf, made in Berlin, Germany. Cover art by Eike Drescher, music by Ola Dinat. For show notes and additional info, check out the website fasterhorse.show.